0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52-Bit Podcast. My name is Nitha, and this is a podcast where we talk about something either you or I or both of us want to talk about. Happy June! This is a pre-recorded episode. For those of you who don't know, I'm actually at home with my parents right now. Well, not like, not like while I'm filming. Uh, while I'm filming, I'm in Texas, but like while you're listening to this, I am in Missouri. So I pre-recorded some episodes to give to you guys. So hopefully this gets up on time. Otherwise, that's going to be super awkward. But yeah, because I'm at home with my parents, I'm just making some episodes beforehand. They don't know about my podcast. Maybe one day they will. We'll see. But in the meantime, uh, here's a pre-recorded episode. So for this week, I was planning to do a recipe reading, recipe reading number two, because it's been a while since we did a recipe reading. I thought it'd be nice to share some good recipes. I don't know if I explained this during the first recipe reading, but basically every two weeks I pick like six ish recipes to make and then like one to two breakfast recipes and make them for the week. And so I've been trying out a lot of different recipes. I found a couple good ones, a couple not so good ones. And as I go, I'm writing down the ones I like. I used to put them in like this index card holder. But to be honest, I stopped writing them down physically. And my brother, Neil, reminded me that we have a Google Doc where we're trying to make a family recipe book because nobody made me a recipe book and I'm still mad about it. So I'm going to fill it out. But before that, I thought I'd just share some recipes with you guys that I found this year that I really like. So yeah, let's get to it. There are going to be three food recipes that are like main lunch slash dinner recipes. And one is a dessert recipe. I tend to make desserts for breakfast. So yeah, enjoy that. The first recipe we're going to go with is in Easy chickpea salad sandwich recipe. I don't really eat much meat. And I also am trying to find ways to eat like less meat. I rely a lot on chicken for my protein, but I really like beans. And chickpeas is one of my favorite foods, honestly. So I was just trying to find different ways to make it. Everybody has their own recipe, but I'm gonna uh, link this one because it's the one I've found that I like the best. I think honestly, because they don't use mustard in their recipe and I hate mustard. So there's this chickpea salad sandwich recipe. If you've had like tuna salad, chicken salad, et cetera, it's kind of like that, but it's chickpeas. So for this recipe, you need one and a half cups of cooked chickpeas, or you go get a 15 ounce can of chickpeas. Amazing. Drain it. Don't use the water. That's weird. You need one celery rib. I highly suggest making this recipe whenever you need celery in the house because celery lasts for like forever forever. But like you don't want to eat celery on its own. Or at least I don't. I don't enjoy celery. <laughs> so I'll make this along with like another recipe, like a like a chicken soup recipe or something if I need celery in that. I will not keep celery around though cuz celery is not great. You also need 3 green onions, 1 to 2 tablespoons of mayonnaise or cashew cream. Just use mayonnaise. I use mayonnaise. I use light mayonnaise. It lo- it tastes fine. If you can get eggless mayo, I don't know why you would want that, but I guess you could use it if you like can't have meat. The Fun fact, I learned ranch has eggs in it. I didn't know that, but there is an eggless ranch in case you want to have that. It doesn't taste any different. It just doesn't have any eggs in it. I didn't even know there were eggs in ranch. That's, uh, that's not important though. <laughs> that's not in this recipe. Don't use ranch in this recipe. Use mayonnaise. After the one to two tablespoons of mayo, I used two and a half. Get a tablespoon of lemon juice, a teaspoon of celery seed. I skipped this. I don't keep celery seed around. And then kosher salt and salt and pepper. Just put in as much as you like. I don't put much salt into things. I already eat a lot of salt because I like chips and stuff. So I just put in a lot of ground pepper because I like pepper. You'll need four slices of bread, some like greens, so sprouts, spinach, lettuce, etc. I used lettuce and some sprouts. It was really good. And they say hummus is optional. I didn't put hummus. Just so you know, this only makes two sandwiches. So if you want four, like I did, double the recipe. Still, you know, make sure to double up on celery recipes. Have another recipe that needs celery. Because celery isn't great on its own. I stand by that. But basically what you're going to do is cut your celery, cut your green onions, you know, Take the chickpeas out of the can, drain them. In a medium bowl, smash those chickpeas up. Combine the chickpeas with the celery and the green onions, uh, mayo, lemon juice, honestly with everything. Just put in everything. Eyeball the salt and pepper and, and you're done. That's it. If it's dry, put in more mayo as I did. I think I put two and a half tablespoons, you know, just kind of put in as much mayo as you want. That's fine. And then, you know, toast your bread if you want it or not. And then put the chickpea salad on top of the bread, put some lettuce, put some sprouts, put the top slice of bread, cut it if you want, and then eat it. Amazing. I think this goes really well with some chips. Also, if you want it like with some fruit on the side, I would eat the whole sandwich before you start eating the fruit. I feel like fruit and mayo is kind of a weird combination in your mouth. So maybe like, you know, take a drink of water, eat an apple, then drink more water then eat the chicken salad sandwich or like, you know, reverse, but keep the water in there. I really like chickpea salad slash chickpea related like sandwich things. I don't think it goes well with barbecue sauce, but there was a buffalo chickpea sandwich I once had, which was pretty good. And I hate buffalo sauce, but it turned out pretty well. So yeah, chickpea salad sandwich. Definitely try it, guys. It's pretty good. On the same vein of like a sandwich, I really like pulled pork sandwiches like a lot, but I I don't like as again, I'm trying to cut down on my meat, but also I just don't really like eating pork that much. It's definitely the darker meat that I eat. I just I just don't like doing it and I don't like learning to cook new meats. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I already kind of know how to make chicken and like I like turkey, but I it's just so much work to learn to cook another meat. So, I found this uh like veggie pulled pork sandwich with slaw. It's it's mushrooms. It's like a mushroom pulled mushroom sandwich. It's really good though. So I'd highly suggest it. What you need, the ingredients are four rolls. I used like, I think Kaiser rolls, eight portobello mushrooms. This is important. Just get a lot of mushrooms because uh, I only got two. You definitely need a lot more. <laughs> Buy a lot of mushrooms. Mushrooms are great. You need four tablespoons of ketchup, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Um, I used one. I don't like vinegar that much. <laughs> um, slash ketchup already has vinegar in it, so you know. Follow your follow your dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Two tablespoons of brown sugar, two tablespoons of soy sauce, one teaspoon of smoked paprika. I just used regular paprika. Don't don't have two different paprikas. That's fine. One teaspoon of chili powder. I have like eight different types of a spicy powder in my house so I think I just used Kashmiri mirch for this and I would suggest like a chili or a cayenne powder because it doesn't it doesn't really go well with another another spicy powder just use chili powder don't don't try to use a different different powder but also use two cloves of garlic crushed I, at some point, will be an adult and own, like, actual garlic and ginger and keep it in my house. But until then, I'm very lazy, so I keep minced garlic, like the one in the tube, and, like, what is it? The, like, crushed... No. I don't know what it's called. Uh, ground? No. Whatever it is, when, like... I guess it's maybe ginger paste. It's, like, really soft, and it's completely, like, like ized ginger in, like, a tube... I keep those in my fridge so I don't have to like crush up garlic or mince it or anything. I can just go in there and like pop in some minced garlic or minced whatever, ginger. (laughs) That's all you need for the like pulled mushrooms. But then you also have a slaw with it, which is delicious. I would highly suggest making this slaw in general. It takes half of a red cabbage shredded, two carrots julienned, which if you don't know how to julien, just cut it really, really thin. It's fine. It doesn't have to be great. Mine was not half of a lemon juiced, one bunch of coriander or cilantro, whatever you call it, chopped. Four tablespoons of mayo and salt and pepper. So you want to heat your oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit or 200 degrees Celsius. Whisk the ketchup, vinegar, brown sugar, soy sauce, vegetable oil. Which it doesn't tell you how much to use, so just I don't even think I put any in. I'm not gonna lie. I think I just forgot to put vegetable oil in. I think I might have sprayed the, like, pan with vegetable oil, but that was it. But whisk together the ketchup, vinegar, brown sugar, soy sauce, vegetable oil, smoked paprika, and garlic. Place the mushrooms on the baking sheet lined with baking paper, parchment paper, or tinfoil works. Just uh, be careful. When you start getting up to 400 and 425, parchment paper starts to, like, burn. So I used tin foil, I think. But it's fine. They say to brush the sauce over the mushrooms and place in the oven and cook for 30 minutes. I brushed on the top only. I would suggest basically just dunking your mushrooms in the sauce, like a hundred percent. After 30 minutes, um, you can mix all the ingredients for the slaw together. So that is the half of a red cabbage shredded, two julienned carrots, half of a lemon juiced, which is like, I think half a tablespoon, but double check me on that. One bunch of cilantro, four tablespoons of mayonnaise and salt and pepper to taste. Set that aside. When the mushrooms are done cooking, you basically want to shred them using two forks. So just keep pulling them apart. I got kind of impatient at this point. So I would instead like to suggest you just stab one side and hold it and then just rip very quickly. Don't even bother trying to do it slowly. Start from the inside out. Mushrooms are really hard to shred. I got, it was kind of annoying, but it's a great way to take out your frustration. Drizzle a little more sauce on them because they're definitely going to need it. And toss the mushrooms once they're shredded and they have a little more sauce on them. And then serve in rolls with the slaw. So basically I put down, I toasted the Kaiser rolls a little and then I put them down and then I would put a little bit of the mushroom stuff on it. Again, I only got like two of them. You really need the eight. Please buy a reasonable amount of mushrooms for how much you're going to make. This is for four servings, by the way. But after you put the mushrooms on, then put I put on the slaw and I just made it like a sandwich and like smashed it down. And on the side, I think (laughs) I had some like broccoli and like cauliflower, just some veggies because I had too many veggies that week because I overbought veggies unsurprisingly, but it's really good. This is actually one of my favorite recipes. I want to make it again and buy a reasonable amount of mushrooms. I think it'll work with different mushrooms, but they said portobello, so definitely start with that try a different one if you want. But yeah, I really like it. It was a really good recipe. So the last food recipe I'm going to share, not like dessert recipe, is the one-pot vegetarian chili mac. I love chili mac and cheese. Honestly, anything you can do to mac and cheese to make it not just mac and cheese is good for me. Controversial opinion, I think normal mac and cheese is kind of boring. And I really like chili. It's one of my favorite things. I'm not really a fan of beef. Like beef is okay, but I'm not super a fan of beef in my chili. I'm a bean chili kind of person, so I'm sure someone will want to fight me over that, but I don't care. So there's this one pot vegetarian chili mac, super easy to make. I've had so many different types of chili mac and cheese that I just kind of pulled this one up. Definitely feel free to put your own flair on it because honestly, it's going to be great no matter what. The ingredients for this are one tablespoon of olive oil. Wow, they actually told you rather than you just getting to the instructions and it being there. Isn't that nice? It's fine. Uh, One tablespoon of olive oil, eight ounces of white mushrooms, finely chopped, one medium white onion, finely chopped. I'm not gonna lie, I always use yellow onions. It doesn't matter. Half of a teaspoon of salt. I definitely forgot that. Three cloves of garlic minced. That's one tablespoon of minced garlic, just so you know. One tablespoon of chili powder. You can substitute cayenne if you want. One tablespoon of cumin powder. That's a lot, but okay. And one teaspoon of dried oregano. I put a lot more dried oregano a fourth of a teaspoon of black pepper, one can or 15 ounces of crushed tomatoes with the water, one can or eight ounces of tomato sauce. Don't drain it. It's tomato sauce. If you drain it, there's nothing left. Four cups of vegetable broth. I definitely put a little more than that, or I think I added a little more water. Mine was kind of dry. 10 ounces of dry elbow pasta, two cans of 15 ounces each of kidney beans, rinsed and drained, one cup of shredded cheddar cheese, green onions, fresh cilantro, and sour cream for topping always have sour cream. It's really good. So the instructions are to heat a six-quart pot or a Dutch oven on medium-high heat. I just used a really big pot. Once hot, drizzle in the olive oil and let heat. Add the chopped mushrooms, diced onions, sprinkle with salt, didn't do that. Saute for six to eight minutes or until the mushrooms and onions have softened and released their juices. Basically go until the onions are translucent. That's like a good measure. Um, There's a lot of it, so it will take about five to six minutes. Add the tablespoon of garlic, saute until basically it doesn't smell raw anymore. Add the chili powder, cumin, oregano, black pepper. Cook for 30 seconds, stirring continuously. And then pour in the crushed tomatoes, tomato sauce, and vegetable broth. Then you want to cover it with a lid and bring it to a boil. Once boiling, you want to add the dry pasta and the kidney beans. You want to stir to prevent the pasta from sticking together. And then you boil uncovered until the pasta is tender basically you're putting in not cooked pasta and it's going to take in those juices and just kind of cook and you don't have to drain any water or lose any water which is great once the pasta is cooked turn off the heat and stir in the cheese then you can top it with cilantro sour cream and green onions so one thing I want to like put in here is if you're planning to like eat this over multiple days I didn't stir in the cheese you can just top it with cheese the day of and you can portion cheese you don't have to you could eat like a whole bag of cheddar cheese live your life Um, but it's a cup of shredded cheddar cheese the smallest like package of cheddar cheese you can buy is two cups so I just put in like a handful basically if you can like grab in and like you know cup your palm and like there's like when you cup your palm like part of it is deeper stick some cheese in like that and once it looks like it's good you're good (laughs) Because you're basically getting like a fourth of a cup of shredded cheese, which is what, like four tablespoons? Like it's really not a lot of cheese per serving. So you could just, you know, throw it in when you get it for the day. It's fine. Because otherwise it gets kind of... Oh, I guess it's five servings. I ate it in like, I think, four and a half. Whatever. It's easier to do a fourth of a cup than it is a fifth of a cup. Get as much cheese as you want. I don't care, man. Cheese is good. Whatever. That's the thing that makes it the mac and cheese. So just throw in as much as you want. But yeah, I it doesn't matter if you use like dark kidney beans, light kidney beans. You could also use like whatever other beans you want. Just, you know, make it as you want it. That's the last food recipe. I have a dessert recipe I wanted to share with y'all. I started doing Kroger pickup in like late March because I realized <laughs> timing wise I'm spending the same amount of time In the store as I am, like, online just shopping. So it made sense to do it. Kroger Pickup, at least right now, while we're trying to be safe. But sadly, uh, sometimes Kroger Pickup gave me excess stuff or, like, substituted in a way where I got more of something. That happened with the blueberries once. For me, I went to go pick up, like, I wanted, like, 20 ounces of blueberries. They were like, "Are bad, we don't have this, so we got you 32 ounces of blueberries. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with all of these extra blueberries? The answer was I made lemon blueberry bread. It's really, really good. So I wanted to share this recipe with y'all. So the ingredients are one and a half cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon baking powder, one teaspoon salt, a third of a cup of unsalted butter, melted. Key point, if you use salted butter, don't put in the salt. Don't put in the extra teaspoon of salt. Just put in the butter. After the third cup of unsalted butter melted, you have one cup of granulated sugar, two eggs, half of a teaspoon of vanilla extract, two teaspoons of fresh grated lemon zest. Just put in a little more lemon juice. Don't actually use lemon zest. I didn't. Two tablespoons of fresh lemon juice. Just use lemon juice from the thing. It's fine. It's not gonna ruin anything. A half of a cup of milk, uh, one cup of fresh or frozen blueberries. I obviously used fresh. I think I also put more than a cup and a tablespoon of all-purpose flour. There's also a glaze. I didn't put the glaze on because I uh, learned this thing from my roommate. Hey, Heather. It's it's Heather. If you guys didn't know, I learned it from Heather to make baked goods and like freeze them. And then you like, you know, would have breakfast for the morning. So this is one of the things I had for breakfast and it's amazing. <laughs> so the instructions are to preheat the oven to 350, line a nine by five loaf pan with parchment paper or grease it with butter. Follow your dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams. In a medium bowl, whisk flour, baking powder, salt, and set aside. Unless you're using salted butter, then don't put the salt. Um, In a bowl with an electric mixer or, you know, use your hand or slash your arm and a whisk, blend together the melted butter, sugar, vanilla, eggs, lemon zest, and lemon juice. Again, you can just use a lot more lemon juice and mix until well combined. I'm sure it tastes better and also uh, melts better with lemon zest and also like actual lemon juice. But like, you know, I don't have time to zest a lemon. I'm impatient. So I just use more lemon juice. While slowly mixing the wet ingredients, I guess, add the flour mixture and the milk in two batches. Um, some flour, then some milk, and then the rest of the flour and the rest of the milk. I basically threw in all the flour and then all of the milk. I'm a very impatient person. <laughs> and then stop mixing as soon as it's just combined. When you are hand mixing, it's much easier to notice that, I think because your arm hurts. Set that aside and rinse off the blueberries, um, or if they're frozen, don't rinse them, because they're wet. So you wanna have just a little bit of moisture on them, and then in a very small bowl, you wanna toss the blueberries in the extra tablespoon of flour. The flour apparently helps prevent the blueberries from sinking to the bottom of the loaf. I did not see that happen. My blueberries all sunk to the bottom, but that's fine. Add the flour coated blueberries to the batter and gently but quickly stir by hand to combine, I used a whisk. It's fine. Doesn't really matter. If you do use the whisk, you're more likely to have your blueberries break, just so you know. Immediately pour the batter into the prepared pan and bake for 55 to 65 minutes or until a toothpick inserted in the center of the loaf comes out clean. I always use a knife. Pretty good indication. Cool the bread in the pan for about 30 minutes. I only did 10 because I'm super impatient. And then move to a wire cooling rack, which I don't have, uh, with a baking sheet below I do have that to catch the glaze when you're about to add it. Because I didn't add the glaze, didn't really matter. I cut this up and I wrapped it and put it in the freezer. And basically in the mornings I would get up and just kind of put one of the like cakes on a, like one of the slices of bread on a plate and just kind of put it in the microwave for like 25 seconds and it came out amazing. So if you guys really want a good breakfast recipe, I would suggest that because it's so good. Thank you, Heather for giving me the best idea to basically always prep my food beforehand. So yeah, that is the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. There's only going to be a main topic during the weeks I'm home with my parents. The sidebar, I guess, can be, uh, hey, if you didn't know, uh, my parents are fully vaccinated, which is cool. They're much cooler than me for their wedding anniversary, which is right after my mom was fully vaccinated. They went down to Branson, Missouri. Super cool. My parents are much cooler than me. And I'm excited to see them. So yeah. Thank you all for listening. This has been the 52-Bit Podcast. My name is Neeta. If you want to talk about anything or you want to hear about anything or you have any comments, questions, concerns, ideas about how we could redesign pencils to be better used in a classroom setting while children are sleeping, like having the pencils right for them. Message me at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or email me at 52bitpodcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both of those is numeric. Awesome. Thank you all for listening. I'm going to go hang out with my parents. I'll talk to you later. Bye.